retro anime. How did we find it? How does it hold up? Unpacking the ins and outs of being an old school nerd, and proving that 80s kids can't remember a damn thing right. These are the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd. Welcome to Mindless Midlife Musings of the Anime Nerd. I'm Rick, and I'm joined by the rest of our panel, Brian, Lynette, and Vic. How's it going, everyone? What it hey. Awesome. All right, so in this episode, we uh, prime our engines and rev up our monobikes as we race into the civil conflict of the Venus Wars. Uh, Venus Wars is a 1989 anime based on a manga series written and illustrated by the amazing Yoshikazu Yasuhiko. Uh, Yasuhiko wrote and directed the anime adaptation of his own manga, which was produced by Bandai Visual, Gaken, and Shochiku. Now, the anime received two dubbed releases. The first was Central Park Media in October of 1993, and an all-new dub was released in 2021 by Sentai Filmworks, a.k.a. Bandai. So, uh, the plot's pretty straightforward. It's a War breaks out between two Venusian nations, um, and uh, this motorbike gang, it's like roller derby kind of thing. Uh, they find themselves caught in the crossfire of this, you know, this ongoing war, and uh, you kind of just follow these characters through um, the story. It was kind of neat. I, I remember I picked this store, this one up originally on VHS at Blockbuster Video, and I was working there at the time. And it had come in, and, and we added it to the animation shelf. And I brought that home because the cover looked fascinating. And uh, and boy, oh boy, did this thing blow me the fuck away. This is a beautiful, beautiful movie, uh, in my opinion. Ridiculously gorgeous. Uh, animation quality through the roof. Now, I know it's a feature, so it's kind of hard to compare it to other things out there but considering it was i think 89 when the, 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 just i just read it 89 yeah. it was 1989 and this is animation quality wise this is really really damn good yeah it was super clean yeah i was i was extremely impressed. especially for that time frame where only big big budget movies got that kind of treatment yeah and i tried to look into this to see if i could find a budget for it but i couldn't really so just kind of like you know i assume it had some good money behind it uh mostly because of uh yasuhiko yasuhiko because he's uh well known as the character designer and animation director for mobile suit gundam which by the time you know this anime was being produced he was basically a household name amongst nerds what brian what yes hands raised flag on the play y'all um Wow, this is going to be an interesting show. All right. Uh-oh. Uh, first of all, this one was one of those, I've seen the covers many a time, but I never stopped to get it. Yeah. You know, I also saw it in Blockbuster. And right. saw it all the time, and I thought that the cover blew me away. Yeah. But something about it just didn't... Eh, Quite click. It didn't, it didn't make, grab me like a ghost in the shell or a ninja scroll. Sure. Hated it. You hated it. You hated it. I'm pretty sure at the, well at that time back then. I'm pretty sure we could just blame the uh, VHS so you, format. You hated the you hated the movie or just the cover art? <laughs> all right, all right. Well, yeah, this is going to be interesting to talk about. So, so folks, uh, mid conversation, Brian has just been fired. 
into that. I it's not my cup of tea. I love mm-hmm. the anime, but mm-hmm. um, I love the animation. But but uh, certain parts I blacked out on because it just didn't hold my interest. I mean, I like the battle scenes. I like the the unicycles on steroids, the death by unicycle <laughs> bikes. So I, I love those things. But it's like it was like the filler. Mm-hmm. I kind of zonked out on, but the art was gorgeous. No no skipping, no blurriness. Yeah. You know when the bike was moved, super it was very, yeah, it was very streamlined. I was like. I was like, none of this is CGI. I actually had to pause it and make sure like none of it was like computer generated or anything like that. And the lines were nice, but I think the storyline is where I got lost. Well, it's good. I, I can't say I hated it. Oh no, I hated it. But I, it's just not mine. I guess it's the best. No, no. I'll give you. I'll give you animation. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> I mean, notwithstanding, yes, the animation was gorgeous. Uh, we're unanimous on this one. It really is. Uh, but yeah, I, I do want to talk about this this story because this film is um, unique in its own way. So it it kind of so it's it does that old sci fi thing where it gives you a year. Now we're way past that year, and you go, "Whoo, so much for that one." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so in 2003, an, an ice planet or asteroid, depending on the version you watched, collides with Venus. And uh, I, I missed that news story. I don't know. I guess uh, Fox wasn't covering it. And um, at all. Yeah. So now we're talking about. Yeah. Had that. So now in 2018, apparently we uh, started terraforming it and we sent the first batch of uh colonizers there so i hope that's going well for them i don't know we'll see and obviously we sent all the jerks because that's who's in charge over there (laughs) so now the story does take place in 2089 so you get a little bit of a time jump there they've been on the planet for 70 uh, some odd years and the the so one of the things with the anime what what the fuck for what for what the the fuck for Come on, y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all gotta be. Look, just go ahead and say this. Nothing in this film matches. Go ahead. Elaborate. Nothing. First of all, um, I'm pretty sure I actually did one of your. Uh, I actually read one of the things that was in the background. And in the background, it says Death to Ishtar, Die Ishtar. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of great. And they're wondering why they made them. That's the first thing. There's no. a lot of great English in this. There is. Yeah. yeah. Second, uh, Suzanne Summers. Yeah. She needs to die. <laughs> yeah, she was one of the three things I hated about the series. The movie. Come on. Three right, things so... I really, really hated. She was literally number one. All right. Wait, so now I hate her, but um, she needs to die. And I actually made notes about the things I want to happen to her. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Go ahead. Go. I'm willing to settle. For life support, then death, reanimated jutsu, then suicide. Mm, she needs right. to. <laughs> All right. So now I'll tell you a, a, a mindless musing about her. And that is uh, her voice actress was uh, Denica Fairman, who is the Central Park Media voice for one of our favorite anime villains, Biko. <laughs> That's disappointing because Biko was great and 
and the reporter here was just god awful. She was very uh, vain and uh, uh, narcissistic. Like she was very much motivated only by her own needs. Right, the whole the whole time. All she cared about was getting a good shot. That's it. That's all she cared about. It's like, oh look, thirty people died. Click click. Yeah, and then by the end of the film, she's like, I've got friends back there. And I'm like, nah, not really. You, you really don't. Like, nah, everybody hated you, but Will, and he's dead. So. <laughs> but, oh my God. See, see uh, I spent so much time just saying, shut the fuck up. Like, even. <laughs> was, she said, than, was she worse than Pi? Ah, now there's a good yeah. question for you. Yeah? yeah, you hated yeah. her worse than Pi. Wow. The only thing I don't hate worse than her is the wooden vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so there is this funny bit at the end with her, since I'll just jump right to it, where Hiro, he leaves the military and he runs into her, and who now up until this point, she's been in hiding because she like, just dipped on everybody, snuck out, and, and now... Oh, okay, she's a POW. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just dipped. And so she now she's leaving to go back to Earth. And she's pretending like she's been best friends with Hero this whole time. When literally the last time they saw him, she was chewing him out so hard that Miranda had to bitch slap the force of Venus into her. Right? Think, pause about that yeah. one part. That was fucking crazy. I was on the about that. <laughs> uh, we got to come back to that slap. It's All like right. she got the sense slapped back into her. Then she started making some sense. It echoed. Um, it's, you know, we can definitely come back to it. I do kind of want to, I don't want to go off the rails a little too much. But I do want to talk about uh, a lot of that English that's in the beginning. There's that great sign, Ishutar must die the death. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Needs to be a shirt. I want that as a shirt. <laughs> must die the death. And then there's this world building that they, they attempted to do, uh, which did intrigue me a little bit. And it's that they've got this Cosmo port where, you know, the spaceships come and go and she's dealing with the TSA, which apparently they still suck even in the future. And yep. and uh, there's all these other flights on the board. And one of them's like Air Jupiter. And I'm like, see, now that's the story I want to see. I want to see how the hell they settled Jupiter. Like, who the... <laughs> Really care about oh. the, the Venusian terraforming? I really want to know about that. So let me ask you a question. Um, this, we normally ask this question as well: sub or dub? Uh, yeah, you're right. It's a good question. So originally, I watched the Central Park Media dub way back in the day. That's the only version I'd ever seen for decades. I've never seen the Sentai Filmworks dub because I don't want to. I, I sort of appreciate dub from the '80s, '90s now, and. Uh, so yeah, I've never circled into the new dub. So I've watched it dubbed and I've watched it subbed. This time for the rewatch, I watched it dubbed again. I did dubbed and uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and drop the second bomb on you. Have at it. Hero is also a fucking idiot. Oh, Hero yeah. is number two that I did not like about this. We're, we're going to get into Hero. Now, because I, I agree with you. I do not like Hero as a protagonist. He was an asshole. He was just a douche. Better term. Um, He was a real prick. And you know, the thing that made me really just not like him at all was how he treated Maggie, the entire anime. Like she was a pain in his ass, a problem. And I'm like, Hiro, shut up. 
Maggie is optimism incarnate. You protect her at all costs. And and he's just an asshole. He just had to he had to bring her down. It was his only way of coping with anything. It was like, I can't have you smiling around me. Gotta bring you down with me. Right. For hero. We we talked about the same thing in, in, in Akira, which I still have not finished. Uh, is uh, Kaneda is a douche. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not a likable hero at all. Completely. And in this one, we have another guy with another motorcycle, part of another gang. And it felt like it felt like if Akira met met Red Dawn. So yeah, that's a great great way to explain it. In Akira, though, at least Kaneda accomplished something good. Really, really good. Who knows how many he saved? All Hero did was blow up a tank. Seriously. Sure, the enemy leader was in it, but all he did was blow up a tank. He didn't know that, so he's just lucky. <laughs> yeah. All he, he was just taking on a tank, and it just so happened the general of their forces was in the tank and had an axe to grind. There was no reason for the general to be so obsessed with Hero. Monobikes? With the monobikes with at the all. Like he was... The way they played it is he was obsessed with the monobikes and that, and his, his hubris is essentially what killed him, which is an asinine thing because there's no reason for him to have beef with the monobikes. They didn't establish that at all, but he was so obsessed he was better with than one. That's what it was. He knew yeah. two wheels were better than one wheel, so that that was the whole obsession. Couldn't, couldn't ha- can't have monobikes. You need two wheels. <laughs> now, I will say, uh, you know, we talked about the animation. The thing I am going to say is I loved the mechanical design for this movie. Oh yeah, uh, a, a lot of it felt both real and otherworldly at the same time, and a lot of things like the tanks and the airships, it kind of felt like they were out of Nausicaa, like because the airships had these like big two sets of wings, and and then of course the monobikes were. I liked the monobikes a lot. Like when they hit the, when the first when they're doing the <clears throat> the opening rollerball scene, the roller derby scene, and the the monobike hits the crash pad and just crumbles. Like that was. That was fucking gorgeous. <laughs> it was just really impressive mm-hmm. the way they did that. So yeah, I, that's for me. The mechanical designs were interesting and a plus. But if anything, it's probably because it reminded me of other things I liked, like Nausicaa. If I, I did not like the organic feel of Ishtar's tanks, it felt like what if uh, the Zentradi Zentradi made tanks? You know, sure. that that homeless. And I don't know what it is, but short. Fucking tank cannons, like <laughs> the stubbies, I, like I, the little stubbies. I don't. And there's like eighty of them. They have a bunch of them on on the tanks. Like there's not just a main cannon. They just have a bunch of little ones. <laughs> it didn't feel like they had enough people. The the scale of what they did didn't feel like they had enough people in there to to operate all the weaponry that was there. But they didn't care. It was there to look cool. I mean, it's like, yeah, look, that, cool. that tank is full of cannons. It can blow stuff up real good. Like a spoiler on a minivan. You know, you need to... It's <laughs> <laughs> excellent. It is. It's like they needed all the little things. There, there you go. Spoiler and spinners on a minivan. That's what they'll <laughs> I The, the monobikes were my favorite thing about this. Uh, it kind of stood out to me as just a really fun cool thing i don't know why we don't have them yet other than we probably all have really shitty balance because people can barely ride you know you know vehicles with four wheels or two wheels can you imagine them with one 
I hit a parked car on a bike. I don't think you should put me on one wheel. <laughs> so I did look this up, and somebody did try to make an actual functioning monobike. It's like a thing. So let's get out your credit cards and get your insurance up to date. Am I the only one that didn't like the monobike? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you are. I was afraid of the monobike, but I loved the look. Well, one, because I just have no balance like that. So I was like, <laughs> you can't have that in real life. Otherwise, I will learn. <laughs> it The physics of the monobike was what threw me off. Mm-hmm. The first part, the battle bikes, right. they look uh, front-wheel drive. Right. Right. And then the other ones look rear-wheel drive. Yeah, the military ones. I'm confused by your designation since they only had one wheel. <laughs> Man, but I, I, I know what you meant. You know where the battle bikes, the uh, tires look more like they the tire looked like it was more centered. Where the battle ones, they were right. like further to the back. Right, so the roller, the roller derby bikes, like the engine mount is behind the wheel, so it's sort of like a mm-hmm. Ford, Ford wheel. And then on the military ones, like you could tell all the engine and mechanics were up in the front in this giant ass nose cone they had. So the wheels kind of behind it. Is that kind of where you're going with it? No, I'm saying that. The battle bikes they leaned forward, yeah, and, and the other bikes they had to go backward, right? So it was a tilt of it that went from it, for me, it felt like flaccid versus erect. <laughs> <laughs> well, the military wow. ones were definitely, I mean, you know, they were ah. trying at something there. I mean, did you see the cannons on the military ones? I'm just saying, I know, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> wow. Strong like bull. I like it either way. <laughs> so there, there really were not a lot of great characters in this story. Uh, so this name one per name one person you wanted to actually see left at the end. I liked Maggie. I thought she was just kind hearted, and she was trying her trying her best. You got Maggie. the Siamese cat. And yeah, and she's got her adorable. I was kind of okay with Miranda. She's got a little Andrew and Miranda. Miranda is a is a fucking battle queen, and she must be protected at all costs. All right, Miranda. Miranda is. I was on the fence about Miranda, and now we get back to the slap. So <laughs> Suzanne is coming after Hero, who I've already a, a fucking idiot. Yeah. No, Suzanne Summers. Suzanne he's calling, calling him a chicken. She's saying that he that Will's out there doing stuff, and what are you doing? And and Miranda just lays into her with and slaps the shit out of her. Beautiful hand slap. Was <laughs> that was like Will Smith smacking Chris Rock? I'm just saying. Animation they did in that damn time. I mean, uh, <laughs> that that was her. Keep my friend out your fucking mouth. <laughs> 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 but she slaps Suzanne. It was the thing everybody was, wanted to do. I was happy about. Well, of course. She did it because she was slapped defending Hero. Right. But I was like, fuck. I don't want she, that to happen. I, I feel like it may have been, you know, that was just uh, a happy accident to go along with. That was the excuse to slap. She I feel like she's been wanting her. to slap her like the yeah. entire movie. And it's like, yeah. Okay, that's the one that you finally went over the edge by like just a tiny little bit, but it's enough to justify me smacking you into next month. Yeah, with Miranda, I felt like, yeah, she was pining after Hero, but she wasn't pining after Hero that like Maggie was. Like Maggie really wanted Hero. And Miranda, I think she wanted Hero, but 
not enough, you know, and she was more, more dedicated to the team as a whole. And I think that when she started talking smack about her teammates, then Miranda went into mom mode and just queen beat her ass. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of how I read it. Uh, but you know, You've done that for any of the players, right? Like if she would have been tearing into anybody, like it could have been Will, it could have been. No, uh, don't Garrett. get me wrong. The rest of the players all deserve a smack too, but. <laughs> It felt like the rest of the supporting cast, like the yeah. guys from Greece. Tell me more. <laughs> right, right. It felt like like it was the guy from Greece Light Day. You're talking about. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> God damn it, Brian. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. They were, they were absolutely like that. So I actually <laughs> had an equation when I thought this was like. Uh-oh. Uh oh! I, I wrote down the physics equation of what this is like. It's an apartment, Don. Part one: a secret police. One: a daddy issue. Uh, a smidget of receding hairline. <laughs> Grease, Akira, and a dick punch when a hero was responsible for old man Nose stash death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When heroes hubris got uh, Gary killed. They were so so. I I liked that 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 bit in the second act, right, where they all just decide to go full Red Dawn and take on this tank with their battle bikes and the equipment they found in Gary's cellar. Mm -hmm. It was stupid, but that's kind of what I liked about it. It was like you guys know you're going to get your asses whipped, right? But that's that's sort of youth, right? Like that's. That's the idiocy that we have as youth to think that we're immortal. And they did. And they, they, they thought they could do this. They clearly could not. And, you know, it, it took extreme measures. Clearly did not. Clearly did the not. Enemy of youth. Like, seriously, it's, it's very much on point or on par with a teenager finds a gun and thinks they're a fucking superhero. They think they're the Punisher or whatever. And they're going to go out there and be a hero. And they all got their asses kicked hard. I just, I thought it was, I liked that for its truth to character. Like the, that's how they all were. All these kids were these punk roller derby kids. And they thought, yeah, we're going to do this because we're protecting our own and all this shit. And they hopped out there and they got their asses kicked. And, and I, I don't know. I like that. The problem is, is that it was not a soft target. It had no value. It oh, yeah. was a tank. That she saw Miranda. Yeah, yeah. It was a big tank on their racetrack. <laughs> That's it. And Miranda was like, this is my house. <laughs> That's all this was. And I mean, and the thing about it is that Gary, that's his name? Yeah, Gary. Yeah, the mechanic. So it wasn't old man Nosenstash? Uh, well, I feel like that, that was probably his name in the Japanese version. But, you know, when they brought it over here, it was on his hat. They just went with Gary. Gary shows them clear cut. This is what you can. This is what you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and pretty eye opening moment. He's like, "Look at this." I'm like, oh shit! And, and it works. It works until the hero steps in and he says, "So you lost your leg and your spirit, right?" Well, guess what? I'd rather die with. I'd rather lose both of my legs. What? Fucking sense does that make? 
<laughs> Larry should have pulled off his prosthetic leg and beat Hero with it. Just just beat Hero to within an inch of his life. Like, you listen to me, you little shit. You're not gonna go out there. <laughs> I was taking his legs. That if he says he'd rather lose both his legs, I'd say, well, all right. He can't. Yeah. One second. <laughs> Look, you could have saved that whole scene. Hey, let me see that <laughs> works. Double decap, and then everybody else survives. So they don't really... Now the question is, why didn't they just use Suzanne as bait and then forget about her? Um. <laughs> so this, they don't really talk about these kids' ages, right? And you can kind of tell based on their behavior that some of them are older than others. Miranda's a little older, and and you know, the, the annoying one. I can't remember his the character's name. Another yeah, it's like mid, you know, mid to late teens to mid to late twenties. Right. So some of them are in their 20s, some of them are in their teens. And and at no point is a parent seen except for Maggie's dad. So I just, that's kind of a thing. I was like, nobody's dad, nobody's mom, like nobody called. And then there's this, so there's this interesting bit. Now in the English version, I appreciate the localization of this one. It's not a faithful translation, um, It, but it generally takes the script and just kind of like adds to it to, you know, meet the syllable beats and whatnot. But there's a couple instances where they change a little bit of dialogue. And it's not like Appleseed, where the dub is just completely altering the subject of the dialogue. But it's this bit where Hiro is... He's getting in the car with Maggie, and there's stuff in the groceries in. And she's like... He says this is Rob's car. She's like, it's Rob's car? Well, your folks are rich. You should have them buy you a car. That didn't make it to the English dub. In the English dub, she she doesn't bring up the fact that his folks were rich. And I thought that was kind of interesting because it paints a different picture of me for Hero, right? Because the English dub tries to paint Hero as this, like, roughneck biker gang kid. And the reality is, is he comes from money. So he's just as entitled elite as Maggie is, which is probably why Maggie gravitates towards him more than any of the other characters in the gang. And and it, it comes up again later when he's at her apartment and there's a photo of the plantation and he's talking about it. And in the English dub, he just says, this is the plantation I grew up on. But in the original dialogue, he says, this is my parents' plantation. Mm -hmm. so less of a worker class farm boy and more of like plantation owner, like, you know, one percenter kind of thing. And... And it sort of made me understand Hero a little bit more. Like, why would he think he's such hot shit? But I don't know. That was kind of my take on that. So here's the problem with Hero. <laughs> Who exactly was Hero fighting for? He wasn't fighting for, you know, because of the... He wasn't fighting for Venus. He wasn't fighting for his city. He wasn't fighting for his girlfriend. Who was he fighting for? Fighting because he was fucking angry. He wanted something to claim on his own. Like it felt like it was point me at a gun. I, I feel like I guess because he did because you could see it when he was racing. He really didn't care about what other people were doing as long as he won. Yeah. So yeah, Miranda does call him out for that later yeah. in the story. I don't know. He's not a likable protagonist particularly at all. The fact that he's got Miranda and Maggie pining after him has fuddled me. It's it's do? the. I can say the, I hate them. Venus. That's what it is. They terraformed it wrong. And... <laughs> uh, I think they it, terraformed with dirty water. <laughs> I think he's a worse protagonist than Homeboy from Regular Lotus Wars. Oh, you no, know, without a doubt. 
he is absolutely um he's way worse uh so there's this he may be the worst person no burn up w they so they tell us to take on that <laughs> no nah. burn up w so this it's in the third act they end up being drafted i guess is the best way to use it actually uh, it's underground, underground resistance effort and um it's just kind of a lens on the military enlistment during wartime to me. That's a note I wrote down because what I found out was like, it's a little bit clear when you understand Yasuhiko's position on things like the Vietnam war and how conscripts, you know, conscription kind of happened without say, you know, so people were like kind of pulled into these wars and, uh, and it felt a lot like that. I was really surprised that more of the characters didn't stay on because Miranda, she had a hair up her ass about, about Ishtar and she didn't stay. Like she left with everybody else. Which is kind of a Again, thing. I go I go to my statement that this whole movie doesn't match. You know? <laughs> um there's so much that it's they go they're one way about this one thing and then they're completely opposite on this one. Like for instance, back back in Act One when the invasion first happens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This would be the first time they're seeing these tanks, right? But they know what the fucking tanks are. It's the sure. octopus, or the, it's the A one. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's almost feel like they're rooting for the tank. Right. I mean, I've never seen an Abrams in real life, but if that shit rolled into my city, I'd be like, "Oh shit, it's an Abrams." You know what I mean? Like, it's not like the technology wouldn't have been known. Ishtar had been out, like, fucking up other municipalities, I guess, of, of Venus. So by the time they made it to Io, like, it would have been known what a lot of this hardware was, right? I mean, I'm not defending it fully, but a little bit. I, I, I don't... Like, I Brian, the issue is we don't know what information dissemination is like in 2089. There you go. It's a fair point. I mean, we know the internet wasn't a thing. That's obvious, but <laughs> you know, we don't know what other kinds of uh, means of spreading information there were. It's like that wasn't actually. They didn't go into that, so we don't know. That's fair. I'm, you know, I'm I'm going to give you that point, and then I'm going to refute the point by saying Suzanne still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Second, you know, what? a win is a win. I'll take it. <laughs> look, look. I'm even going to go ahead and, and give you another episode of reasons why Suzanne sucks that could die. Is what is she? A reporter, uh, a blonde New York City girl reporter who's on Venus to cover a war. That's a whole gig, right? That's, that's, that's a whole, whole shtick. And obviously, she sucks at it. Yes. Just for the biggest Gundam crane I've ever seen <laughs> to take on the take. For her to not be recording. Yeah, 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 and he, yeah, and and Will has to tell her like, go ahead and record it. Where was your camera? <laughs> like what? Hey, no one ever said she was a good reporter. No, well, she was. Yeah, she right? was low She was, was well behind lane. the ears for sure, right? Like, I mean, I, I felt like they kind of established like, she thought she was hot shit, but she was fresh off the boat. I feel like her bosses set her up. Yeah, like they sent her well, out there to get rid of her. supposed to die. How did she get back? <laughs> Actually, what happened is that she annoyed her bosses so bad, it's like, we got to get rid of this yeah. chick. Send her to Venus. Is it going to be a war? I feel like that's... that's what it was. They were like, yeah. They're like, how can we get her out of our hair? 
Oh, we'll send her to Venus. So woefully underprepared for this trip that when when the bartender contact hands her a pistol and the message from her predecessor, she's like, well, what do I need this for? Like, what are you fucking kidding me? Like, you know you're here to cover a war, right? Like, <laughs> this just... is war. <laughs> and then they're yeah. surprised when they actually get invaded. And, god damn, that was a pretty beautiful destruction. There's a lot of beautiful destruction in this movie. Oh, yeah. A lot of it. It's really, really cool. There's a lot of world building in this. There's a bonus for you, something to talk up. This place looked like it had been lived in for 70 years with very little help from the main planet. Like Gary's place was a shithole. Oh, yeah. And, and the city had years on it, like the way that it was yeah. designed. It was well-worn. <laughs> uh, and I appreciated that because nothing pisses me off more than perfection in sci-fi. <laughs> Shit's going to wear. You know, this was the first time I actually said, sure, whatever. Like, with the whole thing <laughs> about the terraforming and how it happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, look, whether or not that's something that could happen, the fact that they actually put that in the first thing of why these guys are able to terraform. You know what? You tried. Whatever. whatever. Yeah, you gave us something. Yeah, you gave us something. You didn't make it seem like it was like 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 plastic little. You don't know what the fuck this gas giant is. Yeah, they, they just they just overly assumed that we'd have the tech, you know, that early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You terraformed it after something stripped away the atmosphere. You know what? You did everything I did right now. They fuck it. <laughs> I just find it hilarious. It's like it's like I don't want to trash talk the movie because I enjoyed it, but. Okay, it's like a lot of the anime from that time frame. It's like, oh yeah, let's just make it 20 years in the future. We'll be able to do that kind of stuff by then. Right. And it's like every single one is like so far off the mark. So I, I mean, one of the, my final note that I wrote in my, my notes for this is kind of just the description I used for this. This is an imperfect film. It's riddled with social and narrative issues, but I still love it. I still watch the hell out of this. If anything, just because it's animation porn. Like it's, it's really, really good stuff. Um, yeah, the thing is, something doesn't have to be, you know, totally phenomenal for you to love it. I mean, it's a fuck ton better than MD guys. Um, sorry, just <laughs> is it? It is to me. It is to me. It is. Yeah, I would have to. I would have to agree. I didn't MD. I, if I had to choose between watching this uh, Venus Wars or MD guys, I'd watch Venus Wars again, even if the storyline kind of made me black out a little bit. Wonky, and it's they they lean a lot into the the. It's slow. It is a slow burn. And and uh, the, so I the character designer I, I love him right he did all the characters for for Mobile Suit Gundam uh, he did no. animation direction for that series so the character work in this no. is, is beautiful. No, um, I, I actually have to watch the guys again. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yo, how, how is hero? They're setting up the big romance romance scene, no. and hero is wearing the. The, the sheet mm. just for the sheet to fall and you see his tiny ways. What the mm. fuck was that? <laughs> That's not what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah, I I kinda I've so fuck hero. Right? He he doesn't deserve Maggie at all. He just no. doesn't deserve that much kindness in his life. Um <laughs> And the fact that she's so into him is maddening to me because I'm like, Maggie, you deserve better than this guy. Like, you really do. Well, she least... treats him so well. 
And he's such a prick to her the whole time. Every time, even his, his blanket falling, I'm like, dude, you don't even deserve that boner. Like, you just don't, you just don't deserve this. You know, and yeah, her her father is like part of the military industrial complex, the politicians or whatever it was that was going on. And he's so mad at her about this that he's bitching at her. Like she has any control over this. Mm-hmm. It's so emotionally abusive. It, it it sent me. I was very upset with that. Um, that's probably my biggest negative about this whole movie is the way they mistreated that character. And then at the end, fuck you. You don't get to come running back to Maggie. You you don't you don't you don't blow up one tank and go back to the girl. Treating like garbage. He's gonna go back. He's gonna convince her that her cat like represents hopeless attempts at totalitarians or some shit. And then she's gonna end up drinking herself into a stupor and walking into traffic. Like that's like his fucking <laughs> mode. You know <laughs> the, the, the Balian Kingdom of Heaven treatment. You're no, <laughs> you're no William Wallace. You're not going to get you. Fuck you. No, you got lucky and you got one tank. Fuck off. <laughs> tank. Infrastructure. Not, <laughs> not, not a bullet you did made a fucking difference. Yeah, we gotta say that launch pad fell apart quite easily. Look, infrastructure in a tank thinking that it can battle on a crested moon. Fuck you. You did so. Uh, it's a general, the general character. Uh, general Donner. Honor, General Donner. He is. Uh, he is legit a member of the Zabi family. Like I wrote it down, I was like, "This guy looks like Giran Zabi with long hair. Like he looks right out of Mobile Suit Gundam." Um, oh, for sure. And the motherfucker's trying to get all philosophical with uh, Suzanne or Susan when she shows up. He's like, "Soldiers don't kill people. Generals don't kill people either. War is the real killer." <laughs> it's like Susan, you're reasoning with the wrong person, man. <laughs> she's not. Right? She's not. Just because you're speaking to a wall. Just because Suzanne was the one who's going to be the assassination plot, I found myself rooting for Ishtar. (laughs) (laughs) Having her shoot, have the bullet bounce off him like nothing and smack her right in the forehead. Susan is such an idiot that she didn't take 10 minutes to learn how to operate the gun before deciding to try and assassinate a military general. Or, you know, turn off the safety. She did click. Oh, that didn't work. Let me click again. Like, that's not. No, like you didn't work the first time. There's something wrong. Like you should know. <laughs> anyway, it was classic, classic safety. And, and you know, and you know what's worse is he didn't even he didn't even flinch. He was like, I know she's too dumb to really know how to work that. So it's cool. I, it... He saw the safety. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> he just halfway he across the room, like, oh yeah, that safety's on. Yeah. <laughs> now. Like, yeah. Oh, All right. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into the thing I hate the most about this movie. I, I again I want to preface I enjoyed this movie. I have watched this movie a bunch of times. This so the one thing that you hated were the live action sequences used for the background scene. No, actually that that when they did it for Will's like Cam when he was out doing the military mission thing, I thought that was clever because it kind of made it a little more visceral. I did mm, not like I didn't it. Like it. I didn't like it when they were doing it for Heroes Ride Home. No, here's the thing that I hated. An hour and 23 minutes. That's how long it takes. That's how long it takes to introduce Chris. Chris is the most horrible, horrible, horrible negative gay stereotype I have ever seen. 
and I've been to Key West. <laughs> this, he is horrible as a character. I still don't know why he was in the movie. Now, I know we can say this about a lot of characters, but Chris? Mm. The dub doesn't help it, right? So the dub, it's it. they alter the dialogue for his first meeting with Hero, and they they go into, you know, he calls him a queen, and he talks, he's like making subtle jabs about coming out, and like implying that you know hero's closet gay and all this and i'm and I'm like uh and, and so then in the japanese version there he's just talking about the fact that they're marching on io and like n- nobody else knew apparently yeah mm-hmm. then so that i'm like uh, why did you he's already annoying he's a really negative stereotype and then you you've added unnecessary dialogue to make me hate him more and then he did this thing where they the dub redeemed itself later when it removed a just a, a horribly vile joke about Chris having AIDS. Um, Yo. in the Yo. Japanese version, they they imply he has AIDS and the one guy makes a jab, oh, he's not working because he's probably got AIDS. Like, damn, that's fucking dark. And they took Yo. that out in the English dub. And no, they, they just thought... said, Oh, he's got a cold. I'm like No no no. I'll... In the subtitle, it's still there. Yeah, yeah. In the in the in the original dialogue, the subtitle version, they make a pretty fucked up joke about you know, well, he's not working because he's got AIDS. I'm like, damn. I mean, so the dub. I saw that. I was like, damn. You know, you already take a character who's fucking useless. Character has served no point in the overall story. He was just there for whatever reason. Ramp him to eleven. Ah, oh, man. And then. They get this character into just to piss me off, I think, and then they blow him up, and he adds nothing to the story. It could have one hundred percent cut this character from the film, and it would have been better for it. Nothing matches in this movie. <laughs> Brian, I'm sensing a repeating theme from you. <laughs> Wait till you hear my title of the movie. <laughs> and folks, Brian has been refired. Right. <laughs> So I, yeah, that character, that pissed me off a lot. I just, I was like, this is, we can do better. Because <laughs> as an anime, anime can do better than this. And they have done it way better hundreds of times. This was, it was really shit. It was really shit stereotype. And I hated it. That's the thing I hated. I hated Chris. I hated everything about that character. Not because he was gay, but because he was horribly represented as gay. Like, they could have done way better. So yeah, there's a lot of frustration to be had with this film. This film is super popular, by the way. This thing aired on Sci-Fi on massive repeat. Like, it was on every weekend. So it gained a huge amount of notoriety in the West. Oh. Uh, simply because... Of- well, I want to apologize now for the backlash we're about to get. <laughs> uh, but again, it's, it's a lot of it's... A little bit of rose-colored glasses, a little bit of nostalgia. Everybody remembers how beautiful the movie is, but I don't think everybody remembers how convoluted the plot kind of is. And I think that's sort of the the benefit of of a show like this, where we go back and we rewatch this and sort of try and take do get a modern take on it. It it really is. What is it you said? What is it you said, Brian? We're definitely earning our money this day. <laughs> wait, 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 we get paid. <laughs> Oh man! Um, uh, the payments are the friends you make along the way. <laughs> as long as they're not Mike Hero and Susan. Can I just have Maggie and tell everybody else to fuck off? 
Maggie and the cat. The cat. Maggie cute. and yeah, Maggie and Andrew. Maggie and Andrew deserve deserve all the things. What's the name of that first time you cat? Come on. Oh no, man! I didn't name him. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure Brian. Most of us are biased against that name. Right. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Fuck that cat. Never mind. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, there's a sort of a pseudo stinger on this film after Hero f- comes back to Maggie, who is for some reason excited to see Hero again. Uh, this sort yeah, of mid credit mid credit stinger here, where uh, uh, Brian's favorite character, Susan Summers, is writing her paper or her story for a story for the paper. Apparently, Gorbachev's still alive in 2089, which is kind of cool for him, I guess. Uh, if you read the English on the computer. Yes, the SPI program. and I'm pretty sure that was like a straight-up Reuters or uh, AP Press article, but I couldn't find anything. I found everything alluding to the story, but never the actual story word for word. It drove me nuts. We say always read the English. Anyway, it was it was pretty damn funny. And I love when they're panning down. It's New York. And they're panning down the side of her building, and it says Independent Press. is I-N-D-I. Independent press. It's like they got it right everywhere else, but on the side of the building, <laughs> couldn't quite. Yeah, it was New York. You know, Americans were pretty dumb, so we can't spell. Yeah, we still are. They put on us sometimes. <laughs> they, 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 they come at us sometimes over there, and we don't realize that these are really slaps in the face. <laughs> Uh, some things that will be confused as as uh, English, you know, the bad English is actually just avoiding lawsuits. Things like uh, all the sponsors. There's like uh, Donda, Maldoro instead of Malro. Common Japanese, you know, it's like yeah, we want we can do everything. We just got to change one letter, and it's okay. The camel cigarettes. The camel cigarettes bit got me a bit. I was like, oh, that's funny. Camel cigarettes. Those are old as shit in 2089. <laughs> <laughs> They were currency. Yeah, that was yeah, no shit. <laughs> See, they didn't send money to Venus, but you know, it's like a giant prison. Everyone used cigarettes to pay for things. That's what I, that's what I wanted to say is like, is it like a prison planet or something? It's New Australia. I was just gonna say that, Vic. I just gonna say that it's like <laughs> Australia. They're like, let's send you know whoever's willing to go and whoever isn't willing to go, and we'll just send them there. They come to find out they they flourish somehow, right? And it's I I don't know how the manga goes, but the I mean this was written and directed by the same dude who did the manga, so you gotta imagine it's got his stamp on it of approval, right? It's his story, but they really could have spent a lot more time with that, with how they did it, rather than this war. But I mean, it's called Venus Wars, so I guess I should shut up about that. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. What do you say? Ryan's been dying for it. Let's start with you, buddy. Talk, talk to me about Venus Wars. Well, um, I think I've established throughout this entire show that I love this show. I think that it is by far one of the best anime that we've ever seen. Um, I hope nothing for the best. And I really think that Suzanne probably should have gotten a Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, what? You're saying that my, uh, my closing does not match what I said this entire show? Exactly. I hate this bitch. 
The name of the bitch needs to be Mismatched Bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing of this made sense. Nothing of it. It's wishy-washy. She guys have no fucking idea what they're doing. We're, we're we are we're going to save this planet, and we're going to save our state, whatever, by kidnapping kids. Now, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Nothing of this match. It is like seeing the worst pair of underwear on the hottest model. <laughs> so this is this is uh, granny panties on a, on a playmate. That's what I'm getting. No, no, I'm not talking about granny panties. I am. <laughs> uh, let's go with tiny whiteies. Oh, guess what? They had those there. Tiny whiteies that have the shit stain of Taco Bell. <laughs> Because somebody wiped from the from the back to the front. <laughs> Damn, me! <laughs> I can tell you, oh, like, man. I can tell you like from the that. back to the front, and then gave themselves a camel toe with tiny white. <laughs> those draws on insert supermodel, and then said. I just want you to know we respect your work. Everyone on the internet, please direct all your rage towards Brian, not towards the not towards the rest of us, please. <laughs> Brian, thank I'm you for your glad. candid honesty. I, I was you've painted a very clear picture. It's so, clear, right? It's it was a little picture. vivid. <laughs> very it's very, very vivid. Uh, and on that note, I'm going to uh, move on to Vic. Hey, Vic, how do you feel about Venus Wars after all these years? Okay, I I enjoyed it. There were only three things that I you know we've discussed through the past forty or so minutes that I didn't like. I did not like Susan at all. She was garbage. I was not a fan of Hero at all. He was trash. Definitely does not deserve Maggie. And I hated the live-action backdrops that they used because they were all so blued out, you know, compared to everything else that was done. It, it, it was just, to me, it was off-putting, especially since the rest of the animation was so clean on those sequences. And it's like, the animation was so clean, and they just, to me, it felt like they just cheaped out on the background. I know what they were going for, but for me, it didn't work. Are you trying to say that the background did not match the anime? Huh. <laughs> What's another word for that? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, shut up. You had your turn. I could have sworn we, we've covered in great detail there's a word for the exact phenomenon. <laughs> and two things don't respond. Is that, it's not even an SAT word. It's fucking mismatch. <laughs> but beyond those three things, I, I enjoyed it. And considering it's been almost 30 years, I think, since I last watched it. Holy crap, I'm old. It was a nice refresher for me. But granted, I, I just aged myself, and now I'm going to cry myself to sleep for the next yeah, month. It's be all right. So I, it's, there is a lot of rose-colored glasses to this. Uh, I, and I, I think that nostalgia gave it more legs than it probably deserves. But I don't know. I didn't remember a whole lot, if anything, about the movie. So going right. in, it was like, you, you were like, I know I watched it, and that's about the extent of it. Like monobikes, it's on Venus, and and there's That's a it. war. <laughs> so, all right, like, so I Lynette, remember the cover. <laughs> Lynette, I'm guessing this was your first time with Venus Wars. 
Yes, very first right. time with Venus Wars. All right. And like I said, I enjoyed the art. I enjoyed the animation. Not really drawn into the plot or the story. Um, the action was pretty good. The monobikes are scary. But overall, I would, I would say I enjoyed it. I probably would not have watched it if not for this podcast, but <laughs> it was a good experience. So <clears throat> it's a collective shrug is basically what yeah. we're getting here. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I, I conflicted about this anime because, again, I, I had a lot of nostalgia going to it. I watched it a lot. I worked at the video store when it came out. I was able to you know, rent it a lot and watch it a lot. And uh, there weren't exactly a lot of options back when that happened. I love the way this movie looks. Uh, over and over again, I'll I can pause it on any frame, and and it I would buy that cell because it's gorgeous. Uh, the character design work in this is excellent. I like the mecha design a lot, the mechanical designs. Brian and I don't see eye to eye one hundred percent on that. I do agree. There's too many guns on those tanks, but that notwithstanding, uh, <laughs> uh, everything about this artistically, I really appreciate it. Uh, everything about this narratively. Far less so. Uh, none of these characters were particularly believable. None of these characters were particularly well motivated, um, except for Maggie. I will die on that hill, and she she deserves all the best. So, yeah, that's kind of the stance on it. I don't know. I do feel like it's worth revisiting, if only for it's sort of watching, seeing the state of anime in the late '80s and early '90s. How you were getting some really quality work, but maybe not such quality writing. I mean, we've covered a lot of anime now, uh, some over 30 bits now. And and a, a pretty consistently, one of the things that suffers the most, in my opinion, with a lot of these is the uh, storylines, the narrative. Uh, visually, over and over again, anime blows me away. But when it comes to being able to talk highly of storylines... That gets harder. That's a far more challenging thing to talk up with a lot of these. Like think about other movies we watch, Fist of the North Star, MD Geist. Uh, a lot of these stories, you're just going, "What the? F- what?" And you're like, "Well, that looks cool." Hey, there's a booby. And the rest of the time, you're just like, "What did I just like? What is this?" So he said booby. <laughs> I did. I do think it's worth a watch. I'm just happy, you know, that 16-year-old Rick has returned to us. Fucking A. It's worth watching. It just to, I don't know, kind of experience that. And, and to really see, I'm telling you, it's, it's gorgeous. And the, the Blu-ray master of this is amazing. It's the one we it watched. Is it is so it, clean. It is clean. I wish more anime from the 80s would get cleaned up like this. It was, it was absolutely beautiful. Again, on that note, uh, protect Maggie at all costs and fuck Hero. So... <clears throat> if anybody doesn't have anything to add, I am going to wrap us up. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. All right. So, uh, folks, that's going to be our show for today. So, until next time, keep calm and you know what? Don't don't string don't string Maggie along. You stubborn prick. She's a goddamn ray of sunshine, and you don't deserve her. I hope your motorbike gets a flat, and I hope an Ishtar tank runs over you. You fuck. Fuck you, hero. You've just been privy to the mindless midlife business of the anime nerd presented by Geek Grotto. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Geek Grotto. 
For show notes and corrections, or for general geeky fun, you can visit our website at geek-grotto.com. If you would like to sponsor the show, you can do so on the podcast's Red Circle host site, redcircle.com slash shows slash M-M-M-A-N. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, please like, follow, and subscribe.